go ahead then. You said you had something planned. I test. God, I feel very loud in this thing. I test drove. Uh, I test drove a car yesterday. What did you test drive? I test drove the Acura RLX that I sent you. Oh, the 2014. Yeah. What'd you think? <sighs> I told you you'd like it. It's an Acura. I know. Does it make sense though? Uh, Can you get that same experience from a car five years older and half the price? I don't know if I want something five years older. Five years older is still going to be uh, light years past what you're at right now. I know that. I know that. But I I still, I didn't see much. I saw a lot of your car. I saw a few 2007, no. 2005 Oh, RLs. right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, They got like 110,000 miles on them. That's and, good. And then uh, they, one was like seven grand. One was five, six, I think. Yep. Around that area. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. There's just something. Did you test drive one of those? Uh, no, I did test drive a uh, ILX. What's the difference between ILX and RLX? ILX is the Civic of the oh, Acura no, family, no. I feel like. Then it's no. just a little smaller. Nah. The RLX 2014 right. is big inside. Oh, dude, I think my car's huge. The, so the, the they went more luxury. They kept getting bigger and bigger. 2014, they expanded the inside by uh-huh. two feet in yeah. width. Dude, when I went from the I 94 like, Legend yeah. to the 2000 RL, the one that you have, yeah, it was like getting in a luxury sedan that was like a boat. Yeah. And now my 05 is bigger than your 2000, and you're telling me the 14 is bigger than both of those. Yep. Jesus, and that's just, too much. But it's the, too much car. But the f- configuring of it, it doesn't make it like it's too big on the outside. It's all like, I don't know, they, they saved a lot of space. It's not, but it did feel big inside. And the ILX I drove, which is smaller, it did. It still felt good inside, like spacious inside uh, dude, for a small four-door. I know. remember how it felt to sit in the 94 Legend, like in the driver's seat and how close the console and the passenger was. It's tiny. It was a sport version of that car. And then the 2000 and the they're like they're cabins inside. They're for families. Yeah. Um, so that that 14 must be a, a veritable um, Amazon inside. Yeah, that it, was, cabin. it was it was big inside. And that's comfortable and luxurious. But man, I miss smaller cars. I love my car, but I wouldn't want anything bigger than that. In fact, when I you know the whole Tesla thing, mm-hmm. I don't like the S is a beautiful car, but I don't covet it. It's such a boat. Like I'm like eh. But the Model 3, I'm like, there's your little sport guy. And even though it's not a sports car, it is. Yeah. By, by basic automotive standards, it exceeds <laughs> yeah. the majority of the sport cars that are our internal combustion I liked, engine. I like the ILX, and in my mind, that would have that to me is the more – it's a hybrid. Great. At this point, they all should be. Exactly. Least. And that's why part of me is like, listen – the RLX is a lot of fun to drive, but it's just six cylinders. I mean, it really depends on how you drive, too. But it's like, I don't know. Acura's hybrid never going to make an eight. So, hybrid just seems so much more I mean, beneficial the these days. When it's like, it says 38 to 40 miles to the gallon. I mean. That's great. That sounds pretty great. It's great. I mean, it's such a, I mean, pfft, you know me. I'm, I'm a pretty green guy. I want an electric car. Yeah. But in the meantime, I'm not going to spend thirty grand for some hybrid um, Prius that I don't like. Like the way it's designed, the way that it looks, the way that it handles. Like none of it appeals to me, and I'm literally being the worst person ever by buying 
an affordable, older Japanese gas guzzler with a 300-horsepower engine, 3.5-liter um, monster six-cylinder. What's that? That's the, That's the one you test drove? Same color scheme as mine. Yeah. yeah. And it's, again, it's the same car. No. It's the same car, just 10 years younger. Right. You know what I mean? And, I like uh, the back of it. Sorry. I'm just giving you the lies. Uh, honestly, can I be honest with you? Yeah, you don't like don't it. Don't like it. I love yeah. mine. I think the choices they made on the 05 from that whole uh, 98 to 04, I believe, is the one that you have. That was my old one. Love that. Um, when they switched to the 05, I don't think they've topped that 05 to 08 design. I think everything they've done after that, all of these it, replacements, RLX, I just, they're not. And now maybe in five to ten years, I'll feel differently because, yeah, I don't like, I don't, this is, this it might is, be this me. This is a Hyundai Sonata. Yeah, it might be me. I might not like, I might need, eh, I mean, it looks like the inside of a car. But, um, but it, that, was a, that was a Hyundai Sonata hybrid I drove, which dude, was really nice. Hyundai, Kia, they're making good designs. Oh, they are sick. They're doing a good job. Um, I've, d- I've dove Deep into uh, the Hyundai line, yeah, and nothing wrong with Hyundai. The Hyundai Genesis—that's like their big luxury car. Right, the Genesis is their luxury that most people have never heard of. Yeah, and the inside of it—I was looking at—I almost test drove one. I was looking at them for a while. The inside of it is beautiful, but oh, it's a Genesis. Like that's their thing. That's their flagship, top of the line. And uh, and the Sonatas are looking really nice. The new 2019 Sonata Hybrid is like—it looks like a. I feel like the Sonata is is um, Hyundai's. Toyota Camry. Yeah, it is. Okay. And uh, so this one had 100,000 miles on it. It was uh, one owner, all maintenance you know, checked out, clean title, everything. Hyundai Sonata Hybrid. What year? 2012. And Seven, has a pan- eight grand. panoramic. Nine grand. Uh, uh, oh, 11 grand. Uh, roof. Or, dude, the panoramic thing. Is How much was it? Intense. 11? Uh, no, no, no. It was like uh, seven five. I think. Okay. See, that's a good buy, but here's the deal. Do you really want to drive a Sonata? That's like... The I know thing. that sounds douchey, and but no, no, I'm no, not no, going to no, lie. No, no. I'm not going to lie about this. Don't lie, because it doesn't sound douchey, because it's always the thought in the back of the head. It's like, it's a great, great reliable car. car. Great car. It makes sense. It's affordable. But do I want to drive a Hyundai? I don't know if you want to drive a Sonata. I don't, I don't want to. I don't know if I'm there yet. Yeah. I can't have more than two cars at a time. I just don't I, know if I'm there yet. Technically, I had three at once, but I quickly sold the third one that I didn't really need anymore to you, which was fun for us all. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to have more than two cars at one time. I got to sell the truck, but I want to get a second car that's not that's that I can use, and I want to get a small two-seater convertible like like a uh, um, an S2000 or even like a really cool old Miata that has some personality I to it. I know you like the old Miata. I do. Um, if you can find one in good shape and you can not make it look cheesy, there are, there's an opportunity there for a nice little two-seater with some pickup and and a, and a rag top. I mean, not going to be, you know, relatively, <laughs> quote-unquote, young forever. Um, and I may not live in California forever. And I'm not going to have a convertible if I move back to the East Coast. You're like, that's not, uh, no, that doesn't make any sense. So I kind of want to jump on an, an inexpensive, older Japanese convertible two-seater or or at least just a small, compact um, roadster, if you will. So for me, and I'm never going to be a Mercedes BMW guy. They're beautiful cars, but I'm not that end of the douche spectrum where I'm like, oh, I'm going to drive a foreign car that costs $2,500 to fix a handle that breaks off the first year you buy it. Well, that's um, another thing, too, why I'm like, yeah, I just don't know. It's my tough. point is, I'm in the middle of the world. I like affordable, luxurious Japanese 
design right, cars. Right. I don't. I can't afford and don't want to get in that world of European uh, no, uh, it's beauty. Just too, it, and I can't do the lower end uh, Korean um, or, you know, I guess so some of those are Japanese too, but I don't want a Hyundai Sonata. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, I didn't like Kia's. See, that's, I'm the weirdo. I'd rather have a 15-year-old Acura than a seven-year-old Hyundai. <laughs> that's not that weird, though, because even the 15-year-old Acura is more advanced sometimes than the Hyundai. I think I blame my dad because he gave me my first car. And I think it was I a, blame you. Me? What did I do? He you gave me, me a 10-year-old um, Honda, and I loved it. And I've never not loved old Hondas. Yeah. That's just the way it goes, you know. My first car was a 1990 uh, Saab 900. Yeah, the 900, great car. That was my mom's car when I was growing up. So yeah. I have, I like those too. And then I had the, and then I had a 2002 Saab 9S, the four door. Oh, the sport, this, uh, yeah. the, the turbo. Yep. And Wait, no, S wasn't turbo. Turbo was a turbo. So uh, was it a turbo? Tur- Yo, the first one I had was a turbo, the little guy, like mm-hmm. the little like boxy looking. Yep. And then the second one was the S, the Sport. Is that what the S was, Sport? I believe so. But Sport wasn't turbo because it used to say I remember turbo. on the back it was 9S. So it didn't say right. Sport, it just no. said S. Right. Uh Smart move, Saab. Uh, yeah, they, that was fun. Those were my fir- those my first two cars. That was the problem with Saab is that they had these great cars. They were a little weird with like the didn't they have like they're the, unique the the push down handle on the, which put it in reverse like you had to push it down or something like that. Mm. Like the top of the handle went down and you had to put it. Not you mine. tell me no. No, no. All right. Mine. Well, there was something funky about those. Same thing with but like I did have like that little hand. Oh my god, that's so nostalgic. When you said right? little handle, I just immediately got a flashback of when I I got that car for my 16th birthday. But for those of us who didn't have Saab, but we liked them from afar, yeah, that sloping back was what the Saab was. Right. So when they switched that in like the late 90s, early 2000s, they were like, we're gonna go a different direction. Um, I, I just think it was a mistake, and mm-hmm. I don't think, and I don't know the numbers. I'm not privy to their. We have more sales this year. I don't know, but I'm willing to bet that it didn't help them. No, I don't think so because I think that that specific back you're talking about is is what kind of gave them that unique identity. Same you know? thing with Volvo. Remember how boxy they were, and they got all swoopy. I liked the so new Volvo oh, S60. The new Volvo? I haven't looked at a Volvo in a while, dude. I had a friend I who was going to f- test drive one. Okay. And they're actually pretty affordable too. And oh man, I, I want one more live reaction, but I'm going to show mine really quick. I'm pulling up. Because they, because they're. You're going to show me a picture. Uh, this of is a great episode for Volvo? car nerds. Uh, no, the like 2016. Very specific and up. kind of car nerd. We are not like a. Bro- we're like very narrow field of car we're nerd. We're like the affordable car nerd. Who don't really know much. Like, yeah, I changed my oil when I was in high school and I replaced a starter and. You know, I always check things first before I take it to the mechanic, okay. but I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. <sighs> okay. I mean, it's tough to... I'll, I'll say this. I like that short, stout, thick, fat-ass-looking version more than the Hyundai and the new Acura you showed me. That's kind of hot in its, yeah, in its, it's chunky cool. way. It, and, and this is very affordable. What do you mean? Oh, wait, wait, wait. What year is it? 2016. 2016 used? How many miles? Uh, used 70,000. 70,000 on a 2016 Volvo of any kind. Um, 70,000. So what did I say? I thought you said 17. I may have. 70,000 on a three-year-old Volvo, used Volvo. Um, I'm going to say 
uh, 17,000. 18,000. I got the year wrong on that one. Fuck. <laughs> so much for that pump payoff. <laughs> on, oh, wait, no. Here we go. Here we go. This is the one I wanted. Okay, here. I'll show you this one. Okay. Now, this is, I'll tell you. This is 2016 Volvo S60 T5, 71,000 miles. Keep in on. mind, I know nothing about this car besides what you just told me. Right. What is it? How much? With the, hold on. I want to show you one. What are you showing me? The interior on this. Uh, I can't see it from here, dude. What is, I mean, okay, okay. it's leather, right? Great. Uh, 12,000. Oh, well, that's better than I thought. Hey, man, if you're going to buy, yeah, a six, 2016 Volvo with, with, I mean, let's be honest, that's a lot of fucking miles in three years. Um, in fact, that's, yeah, that's twice, that's why, because that's twice as many miles average a year. That should be, that should be half the mile. That should be 35,000 miles in three years. So, yeah, something's wrong with it. Um, but if it's not, and it's something that is semi-affordable to fix, that could be a good, reliable buy for somebody. And here's the best part about Volvos, and the only part you need to know if you're like a parent, apparently they're as safe as hell. Yeah, I, I, I like them a lot. My question is, uh, I don't know much about, I've been reading some, but I don't know much about the reliability. Because it is a European brand. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's just, thing. it might not be a, 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 a scenario where it's like, oh, it's not reliable, but it might be like something goes wrong. How much is that going to cost? For a Volvo. For a Volvo. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, like, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. You can't get a, like yeah. How many people have Volvo parts? Well, the Volvo place does, mostly the dealership, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's going to be 110 an hour. This part isn't included in your warranty, and that <laughs> part I have to get from Switzerland, and shipping alone is $1,200. Like, you don't fuck I don't know, but I, I frightened of the, of the prospects. Yeah. Yeah, that's I just until I'm a bazillionaire, I ain't getting a European car. That's just not happening. Um, luckily for me, I have more. I'm more in line with the Japanese um, way of doing things than than my my own brethren, my own German heritage. Probably not as. Uh... Oh, speaking of German heritage, uh, Mikel and I went to Republic last night. Okay, it was awesome. It was the first, like, don't get me wrong, uh, there were things that didn't blow me out of the water, but things that did as well. Like, uh, they brought, oh, it was an Italian liqueur, uh, an Italian vermouth on, like, a like a, in a small, like, rocks glass with, like, a chunk of ice that was, looked like it was, like, chunked, like, ice picked out of a, a chunk. It was, it was nice. And I think it was called Bigato, Bilato, Bidato, something like that. Bidato, Bilato, Bagato, something like that. Uh, and I have to look it up later. I apologize. I didn't think I'd look it up before I got here. Um, but they, they started, they just brought them. Um, that was nice. And uh, followed it up with a, a sugar snap pea pesto burrata on toast mm -hmm. uh, with toasted almond. It was nice. And I was like, oh, that's a good start. And then they followed it up again. We didn't, they just, they, I think they were VIPing him. I'm not sure. Who, uh, Yeah. They knew Mikel was... He's a regular there. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they followed it up with a chilled uh, corn avocado soup with a jalapeno oil and um, toasted pepitas. Yeah, little pumpkin seeds. And it was it was so... It was cold and refreshing. Corn soup refreshing. It was, it was fantastic. Um, and then he's vegetarian, so he got the corn agnolotti, which was really nice. Mm -hmm. Um... 
and I did the duck with Bing cherries and uh, oats. It sounds froofy, it kind of was. Um, everything was good. And uh, we actually, he, he's more, Mikael's far more sophisticated than I am. Um, so he was like, I want to close with cheese. I'm like, oh, okay. And we got the Roquefort. And you know me, I'm not like a big like raisin guy, but it came with like toasted raisin bread, and it was fantastic. Like there was this uh, raw honey and some sort of a jelly. I can't remember the little jelly, the jam that came with it. And it was everything there was small portions, and I actually really enjoyed that. I actually, because even even the little um, uh, vermouth they brought at the beginning, it was so flavorful. Like you didn't want to take more than like that. I think that I had that next to me for 20 minutes, but like halfway through the meal, um, it was. I was impressed because here's the thing. I've been dining out in L.A. more recently in the last, like, year or so. And I've found that things are more expensive now, and you're not always getting what you're paying for. And although it's no big deal, you go to one place, and if they don't nail it, guess who's not going back? Because there's a lot of competition in this town. So if you want to kind of, like, you know, rate me a little from my wallet for, you know, me being a little stupid, then joke's on me. I'm just not going to come back, and we'll see how long you last. Um, Not that it's bad experiences, but just not what I'm paying for. Um, and this, I got what I paid for and that, and of course, Mikkel's good close friends of ours. So it was all, we would have had fun at it at, you know, Treo's tacos, but, uh, it was, it was awesome. They did a good job. You and I get Mikkel on the show. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. been on the, on before. I know. Um, and I, I will say this. Back. He's great. They, here's the thing about good restaurants. They attract good staff. Mm-hmm. And if there's a good quality food and they're, and people are getting paid a decent wage, everyone, and you're willing to come in and spend the money, you have the potential for a way better experience. Right. Um, and the psalm was a lot of fun, the floor psalm. She was kind of dorky and cute and like really into the wine. And, and Mikkel got a glass of wine to pair with the, the cheese at the end. And he didn't tell me. He was like, you want to split a glass? I'm like, yeah, of course. And then I was like, it was really nice. And she said a bunch of shit that I didn't get that he did, of course. And I was like, can you explain that regional stuff? Because I, I didn't quite <laughs> follow what she was saying. and um, But she knew what she was saying. And they were both geeking out. And I was kind of trying to get what I could. Um, and... Uh, and I was like, I was thinking, and then after I was like, wait, hold on a second. And I looked at him, I go, how much was that glass of wine? He was like, 30 bucks. And I was like, yeah, I kind of figured, I saw that going that way. Um, but given the information, given like the history of that wine, where it was, basically, there are certain old school, like mid to late 1800s, where they um, uh, categorized those regions of France to have certain qualities, and you could only call them these certain things, it can only come from these regions, like super quality, geeked out, uh, French approach to wine in regions. These big companies now that are so expensive that not everyone can can buy them, they're missing out. So they've created these lower tier wines that are still expensive by basic standards, but they're way more attainable by people nowadays who have decent incomes, but they're not the fucking 1%. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those wines. Like, it was still amazing, similar region, but not the high-end stuff. And it was a really nice experience. Um, and as an added note, our our waiter... I want to say Katie. I apologize if it wasn't Katie. Uh, I think it was Katie. Um, she was every every course, every plate, everything. Like she was concerned about how it was. It wasn't an afterthought. They were very specific choices. In fact, Mikel's gonna get mad at me. They have bread courses. Like bread isn't free. You order the bread. It's a certain kind of bread with a certain kind of accompaniment. And uh, I was like, really, bread? He was like, no, no, it's good. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I just don't like to eat a lot of bread at restaurants because I want to enjoy all the other stuff. And uh, he ordered it quick. And I was like, did you just fucking order bread? He's like, yeah, no, it's a different thing. Don't worry. And I'm like, okay, okay. And um, Katie was like, yeah, I'm not bringing you bread right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, really? And she was like, yeah, that's not, I have something else planned. And he was like, okay. I'm like, Katie, thank you so much for that. Um, <laughs> and uh, by the end of it, we had such a good time that uh, she literally was like, people come in here and they ask me, so what else do you do? And she's like, I'm a waiter. And they were like, yeah, but what else do you do? She was like, this is what I do. I am a waiter. And I was like, fuck yeah, Katie. And people don't get it sometimes. Like the the art of 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 service in restaurants to an extent is 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 lost on our on our current culture. Um, mm-hmm. things have changed so badly to fast food and and people who don't want to wait tables because they just need a, you know the paycheck and I get mm-hmm. that too. Like most waiters don't want to be waiters. I understand that. Um, but there are there is a small subset of waiters who take that world, that profession as seriously as the fucking Psalms, as the head chef. Mm-hmm. Like as the sous chefs, like it's not. And when you find those people, you're talking about dinner not just being dinner anymore. And it's it's awesome to see that. And it was great to have them uh, have that last night. And we're gonna I'm gonna regular now at at um, Republic. That's great. Yeah. Is that it's it? Good, we got time. It's a good spot. It is. They do great work. And if you haven't been, you should. Um. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get going. Okay, awesome. That was fun. Uh, cars and food, back yeah. to the classics, the basics. Because. Guys, thank you so much for, for checking out this Monday. Um, uh, we have a, a, an actor uh, acquaintance of Cooper's coming Felipe. in on Thursday, Felipe. I've uh, been looking forward to meeting Felipe for a few months now. Yeah. I'm glad to see this finally coming to fruition, so check it out on Thursday, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. All right, later, guys. Thanks. Bye.